the SGPN Fantasy Baseball Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Bowl Challenge. $250 cash and a $250 gift card is up for grabs exclusively on the SGPN app. Welcome to the Fantasy Baseball Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. As always, I am Blake Meyer. little evening recording of an episode tonight, unlike the little midday recordings we normally do. And as always, I am joined by my co-host, the very tall Ryan Gilbert. Ryan, how you doing, dude? I'm uh, I'm doing pretty good here. It's uh yeah Thursday Thursday night here on the East Coast Thursday evening there for you on the uh, West Coast. We got it all covered here across the country. But yeah, should be a a good show here. Even though there hasn't been too much goings on since we last recorded. If you missed that one, make sure you check that one out with uh, Gary Sheffield Jr. A, a fantastic conversation, just a good overall baseball conversation. And the uh, the Yankees went out and actually did something. I'm not sure if that's how you want to start the show here, but. They went out and started, signed uh, Carlos Verdon about a few hours ago. Yeah, hell yeah, that's how I want to start the show. I mean, that's fre- that's as fresh as it gets. Like, it literally happened like an hour ago, <laughs> and here we are recording. So let's get our reactions. Uh, six years, where are we at? Six years, $162 million. I There was rumors that he wanted seven years and $200 million. I don't know how much weight there actually was behind those rumors that might have just been his agent playing some games trying to get him a little more money uh looks to me like it might have worked uh but i mean still like i talked about previously on the sheffield episode he's never pitched 180 innings before like he's had a really good last two years and it is possible for somebody to kind of just have things click and become like an elite starter but i just I don't know. He's going to be a number two, so he's a really good number two. I can't knock him. Like he, He's been effective. I can't knock him. That lineup is ridiculous. I just need to see if he can hit that 180-inning limit. Like, mm-hmm. Can he get over that hump? Yeah, I mean, we've talked about Rodon. And I think the thing about Rodon is that no one really wanted him. No one's like, okay, let's go get Carlos Rodon this offseason. Yeah. And and it got to the point where he was the biggest name left on the board. Like, besides him, who were the Yankees going to go get? Maybe Dansby Swanson? Correa's gone. We talked about the Tati stuff with with Gary. And, like, there's no one—we're going to talk about this list later, but there's no even medium to big-size name out there to go get. And Rodon was the guy out there, and the Yankees had to do something else. They, they had to, and this seems like a thing where it's like, okay, we— he may have not necessarily been on anybody's top of their list, but this could become a guy that does surprise people. He, he maybe did figure something out in the past two years, and he's completely turned his career around after a pretty pretty bad first uh, five seasons in the big leagues. But, yeah, I, I, I'm also with you where I didn't want the Phillies to go after him. I'm sure you didn't want the Mariners to, but 
No. He's who was out there, and the Yankees had to do something. That that's I think that's what it comes down to. He was the he, not the last pick, so to speak, but like okay, the 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 three you have pick four in in a fantasy draft that there's three obvious picks, and then you have to choose between this 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 really good guy or some other slightly slightly worse guys. You just, you have to, you just have to go with him because you have to you have to do something to show that you're going to keep up in your division and in the league as a whole. Yeah, it's one thing to be like the best free agent and then it's one another thing to be the best available free agent like that there's a very very big distinction between the two like he was he was never at the top of anybody's boards not at the top of anybody's pitching boards he wasn't even for me at least in that top grouping of pitchers he was kind of he was the next guy outside of like i even had like kershaw ahead of him like I mean, he Verlander, was third Kershaw, after after Verlander, Degrom. I guess I, Ker- dude, was Kershaw wasn't a free agent. Come on, that was that was all for show. Yeah, I mean, Judge, Judge was never a free agent either. That was all for show too. But like, yeah, I mean, like, I, their their pitching fucking rotation scares the shit out of me now, though. I'll get uh, I'll give them that. Like, to go into next season with Cole, I I I disagree. I I completely disagree. And this was something I, I thought about bringing up with Gary is that like, yeah, after Cole and and Rodon now, you're really counting on Nestor Cortez to be what he was last year. Which who knows how he's gonna hold up. I mean, I believe in him. I have him on my keeper team, so hopefully he does well. But like, you're counting on him, Severino and and Frankie Montas. Who's, Montas is probably better than I'm gonna credit for, but they're all solid fours, fives. Like you want one of them to to step up. I guess Cortez is, is probably a two or a three. So that's true. They that's have true. the they have the potential. I guess I guess to be pretty scary. But I mean, yeah, you have to see Rodon and I guess they might. I don't know if the like teams even think about this, but they might split up Rodon and Cortez in, in the rotation, and not go back to back lefties. That's oh, what like that's maybe what, put. That's what Fangraphs has is uh, Severino as the number three. Which, I saw that on, I saw that on Twitter. Somebody had Severino three, and at first I was like, "That's fucking weird." And I got to think about, it. I was like, "Oh wait, yeah, you probably want to split up, split up Cortez. Like it's probably a better idea. That just makes Cortez a nasty number four. Yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, and maybe this no, this definitely can be scary, but also can just blow up in the Yankees' faces. But also on the other side of the corner with Rodon, like this is going to be something where you know no one wanted him, that'll end up being the gem of the class, and he'll win the Cy Young next year. You know what? I could definitely see that happening, but he's going to have a shitload of pressure on him going into this year. Like, you got paid all that money, you've never pitched 180 innings, and you went mm-hmm. to New York. You don't get to have an average year. Like, you have to be, you have to be a number two that pitches as well as a number one. Like, you don't get a choice. Those fans out there in New York are brutal. Like, they're they're booing Judge in the playoffs because he was striking out and wasn't hitting home runs. Like, you, you don't get the option to just be like, all right, like, I'll, I'll go 14 and 10 with a, a 3-9 ERA. That ain't going to cut it. Like, he, I, assuming he knows what he's getting himself into because he's a professional and he's played in the league for a while, but also, like, I, I – really really hope he thought that part through before he signed this yeah i mean this is this was the last good guy there he's only pitched in i guess chicago is a fairly big big market when they're good but the white Sox are definitely second fiddle to the cubs in that town and then you know san fran they were great 
in 2021, but this past season, they weren't really in it very long. I mean, he finished top six Cy Young both of the last two years. So maybe, maybe that's, maybe there is something there and we're just all discounting him. I mean, he's case per nine of over 12 the last, last two seasons. I, I don't know what his sort of pitch percentages were. I don't know if we talked about that before, but I, yeah, I, I think we spent enough on uh, Carlos Rodon here. So what, what we got up next here, Blake? Ah, I was brainstorming a segment all day. We haven't really done segments on here. Like we we get some real good baseball talk going. We, we get just some talk. good fantasy baseball talk going. Yeah, we we'll, we'll shoot the shit. I thought of a segment today, and we're about to we're about to do this. It's just a very simple word association segment. Oh God. What I'm gonna do is I have a list of some of the best available free agents left out there that are unsigned. I'm going to throw a few of them out there, and I just want one word. First word that pops in your head. This is not good. I want the first word that pops in your head when I name some of these people. Are you ready? Uh, I don't know. All right, I'm going to count to three, and we're going to do it. You take take another sip of your beer real quick. All right. All right, you ready? Joey Gallo. Strikeout. Brandon Drury. Hitter. <laughs> he, he's a good hitter. He, he's a, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was not what I expected. We're two but, in. Uh, We're just cracking up at sorry. my answer. Sorry, sorry. Okay. Gene Segura. Beauty. God, what an answer. That's a perfect fucking answer. Andrew McCutcheon. Legend. I already used beauty, so I can't go back to back beauties. See, if it was me, I would have said swaggy, because all I think. Oh, that that's that that's a better one. Picture that's a chain with the double cup. I saw. Um, I I I meant to get. We were going to get this later, but just to break up the segment a little bit, I saw uh, on on Jim Bowden's article on the Athletic uh, that he said McCutcheon would be a good fit for uh, Seattle. What do you what do you think about that? Oh man, I've never thought about that. That imagine him, I would like that. Imagine him in that nice Seattle Mariners cap, that, that nice those nice jerseys. Oh, yeah. I'd like See, it. I would I'd love like that. I think he would fit so well into that locker room too. Just kind of like replace Haniger a little bit as maybe a platoon a little bit with your with your boy Jared Kelnick there. Yeah, platoon plus play some DH. Yeah, get some good ABs in. He seems like he fucking loves playing baseball. He would fit right in with Julio and those guys in the mm-hmm. outfield. Manners always do a little uh, victory dance on the field after each oh, game. That'd be he great. Would eat that shit up. McCutcheon out there doing the little victory dance afterwards. I would love that. You know what? I had two people that were at the top of my man. I hope the Mariners sign them list, but I think I've got three now. I'm adding McCutcheon to that list because yeah, like he wouldn't be very expensive. He would fit in well. I think his game would translate well to T-Mobile Park. He would look good in the Mariners' colors. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard to not look good in the Mariners' colors, but and he, the thing from two years ago, back in uh, like 2021, was the I don't know if it was like a national thing, but we had the fun differential. Yeah, like, I, I did, I did, I do remember hearing about that. That was our thing, and it was still a thing last year too. Like the run differential don't matter; it's all about the fun differential. If we're having more fun than you guys are, we're going to win the fucking game. And Andrew McCutcheon fucking fits right into that. Kutch hit 27 home runs in 2021 with the Phillies. That that's incredible, man. 27? Mm-hmm. 
I didn't know the man still I mean, had power like that. I mean, he that. only hit 222. I don't know how many he would have hit in uh, other ballparks, not not Citizens Bank Park, but with your uh, home run ex- expected home runs by ballpark stat you keep bringing up. But yeah, he had 27 home runs, which is incredible. I mean, that's okay with me though, because I mean, the Mariners only hit 230 as a team last year, so you don't you, you don't yeah. gotta come out here and hit 300. We don't care about that. Can you have fun? Can you hit a home run? Ooh. Can you look good in a uniform? I think that like that's the three prerequisites for being a Mariner. And he, I, I think he checks all those those boxes. Oh, definitely does. We probably got double cuts, double cups, and gold chains out here too. So he's he's fucking set. I got two more names for you in the word association. That's it. Right? I expect. I mean, I, I can. No, no, we'll, that, that's we'll, that's, we'll that's fine to, with we'll me. Go, we'll go two, and then we'll see how I'm feeling. All right. Andrew Benintendi. Why? Oh, it's such a good answer. I I tweeted about that the other day. I don't fucking understand it. I don't I pass. <laughs> Corey Kluber. Um, veteran. That's that's just the first thing. He's just like a, seems like a a veteran guy. I don't, I don't know enough about his numbers to like take a stand one way or the other. But he, he just seems like a solid guy that could be like a number two, number three for a good team. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. He's he's kind of he's definitely past his prime. And he's just he's gonna he'll pitch like a hundred innings and be effective kind of guy. Like he's I'm, he was a beast there for a while. Yeah. Uh, where was the other one I was looking at? This is the one I'm curious about. I was thinking about him today. Weird sentence to just say and then stop. Uh, I do that a lot with baseball players, just so everybody's aware. I'm the weird dude that will just randomly think of random ass baseball players and look at their baseball savant pages just to see what they look like. Uh, Trey Mancini. Uh, I, I love Trey Mancini. Is uh, I'm a the O's are my uh, secondary team kind of. I was down there last year, 2021. Um, he hit a game tying home run against the White Sox in July. Everyone was chanting Trey Mancini. He he came up and he uh as a uh a pinch hitter and and hit a I believe it was a pinch hitter hit a hit a home run to to right field there in the uh the big wall. So I'm big big fan big fan of him. Hopefully he can find a home somewhere that's not the Mets. I I was so sad when he got traded from the Orioles to Houston of all places. Mm-hmm. He got traded to Houston and then just didn't I mean, play. I mean he got a ring. Uh, he got a ring. True. That's, you know, that's a good way to look at it. He got he played, something out no, he, of the deal. He made a big play at first base in the World Series. Uh, I I don't know if it was Schwarber or Harper or who who hit just a – it might have been Hoskins just hit a line drive, like ground ball right, and Mancini just scooped it right up. And it was – I think it was two men, men, men on first and second, close game. It was, it was a big play by him. It was just infuriating because that's supposed <laughs> to be Houston's one weak spot, his first base. And he made that play, and now they got fucking Jose Abreu. God. Don't remind me. That hurts my soul. The yeah, fucking that, Mariners that, that, won't sign anybody. Too. I know. I fucking hate that so much. Like, yay, Justin Verlander's gone. No, they signed Jose Abreu. It's like, just can't can't win for trying. Yeah. You know what I'm realizing when I so when I'm looking at this list of guys that we have here mm-hmm. for the best available, the first thing that pops into my head when I look at all of the names is this would have been a really good group of guys in like 2018. <laughs> yeah, this would, have been like, a, this would have been like a good like under the radar sleeper picks for like a few years ago. Yeah, like Will Myers, 
Andrew or AJ Pollock. Peralta, Pollock was the other guy. Tommy he said, Pham. He said could go to Seattle. Just a, a good, good out veteran outfielder, right-handed. Yeah, that, that'd be one of those signings. That, like if we did that, I'd be like, uh, okay, yeah, whatever. He, he's a guy. He's fine. Yeah, he's he's not gonna let the world on fire, but he's not gonna hit 200. He'll he'll be a guy to hit six or sixth or seventh in your order and play some outfield. The guy off this list that I've been championing the Mariners to sign. I mean, not that they listen to me at all. I wish they would. Brandon Drury is who I really want the Mariners to sign. Like there was rumors of him coming over to Seattle at the trade deadline, like in the mm-hmm. uh, in the Luis Castillo Castillo deal. There was rumors that he was going to be packaged, and he didn't get packaged, which fucking sucked, of course. And he went to San Diego. Uh, he's available now, and I think. I'm getting a good feel for the prices people are going for on the market. He seems like a very good one-year deal, like prove-it deal guy, just to make sure last year wasn't a fluke. I feel like you could get him one year, ten million, and that's not breaking the bank by any means. He, yeah, true. No, go ahead, oh, continue. I, I thought you were not oh, good. <laughs> no, I mean I was for a second, and then I looked at his 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 stack. Page and got excited. <laughs> I mean, 31 doubles, 28 home runs, 87 RBIs, hit 263. His barrel rate was 10.4%, which is the highest of his career. Which, if you know me, you know I love a good barrel rate. You love a good barrel. Oh, I fucking love a good barrel. 34.8% sweet spot as well, above league average. Like he was, he was a dude. Like he was putting the bat on the ball, making solid contact. He would fit really well out here in Seattle. Would you take? I mean, this might be this might be a dumb question. It might obviously be uh, one way rather than the other. No, would, that, you t- would you take uh, Brandon Drury or JD Martinez uh, at their price points? Because because Martinez should be a little more expensive. Martinez is probably definitely on the uh, downside of his career. Only 16 home runs last year after 28 the year before. Played 139 games, so he's staying healthy. Hit 274, OPS 790. So maybe Bart Martinez is a lot better than people are giving him credit for. I think like people are like, oh, he's way over the hill. But I think if you put him in the right lineup in the right situation, he's gonna have 25, 30 home runs again, like he had for so many years there. I agree. Like he, his season last year was very similar to Jose Abreu. Like same type of deal. Like it's just a fluke yeah. year where their home runs were down. I mean, he, I don't. Admittedly, I don't have – I'd set my phone down. I don't have his numbers from the year prior pulled up in my hand right this second. But he I think he's 28 home 28, runs. Yeah, 28, 28 home runs. Yeah, so, like, that's a solid number. Like, he had one of those J.D. – or J.D. Yeah, he had one of those J.D. Martinez seasons last year. <laughs> he had a fucking Jose Abreu-style year where it's just kind of like he still made good contact. He was just fluky year with the home runs down. And I know we talked, was, I think it was two episodes ago, we kind of like had like a little mention of J.D. Martinez with that Instagram post being in Seattle. Mm-hmm. The more time goes on with no news, the more I'm thinking that he actually was out here at driveline trying to get some work in. And they are so good at getting that swing right for hitters and getting those powers numbers back. So to answer your question, my answer I want to give is both. But for the sake of playing <laughs> the game, I'm not going to give both. If I had to pick one of the two, knowing that Adam Frazier signed with the Orioles today and is 100% not coming back, I think, God, this is hard. 
Is it hard? Uh, kind of. I th- I think I'm going to go J.D. Martinez. Yes, you are. Yeah. Well, see, it's hard because the Mariners do this weird thing where we don't actually have a DH. Even last year or the year prior, like, we don't have a DH. What they do is we always have, like, we always kind of have, like, four no, outfielders, no, but, but, and whoever's the fourth outfielder rotates through. Then that 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 would be J.D. Martinez, then, I guess. If you can get someone yeah. like J.D. Martinez to be your DH, I think you take that. And I, I am not going to say terrified, but it, it could be a, a scary thought if J.D. Martinez goes to the Mets and he ha- he has a resurgent year oh. where he has 25, 30 home runs in that lineup because we talked about it last show that the Mets don't necessarily have the best lineup when you look at their names. But, yeah, they are a top offense in the league. And if they add J.D. Martinez, because right now I think their DH is – I mean, last year they traded for Vogelbach and Darren, Darren Ruff to platoon there. So, and they were there were rumors about Correa a few hours before he signed in San Fran. JD Martinez seems to be that next big bat out there, along with along with Trey Mancini. But obviously, Martinez is a lot better. You add Martinez, put him five six in that lineup, and it's just he'll play DH for them. And they got they were one of the worst teams with out of the dh slot last season and that would just completely i think that would be a very under the radar underrated signing for whoever signs him especially if it's a team like the mets i agree he's jd martinez still has some star power he still has some power in his bat even the saying he doesn't is just a flat-out liar the only reason i don't want him to go to the mets is because seattle mariners legend daniel vogelbach deserves every start that he gets at the major league level when i first i kind of talked about it with the when we talked about mitch hanniger signing i talked about like when i first started like mitch hanniger was like my that was my big not not necessarily my big break but he was like one of the he was the first Mm -hmm. person i kind of broke news about that kind of got me recognized for my writing the second person believe it or not was Daniel Vogelbach, when he got traded from the Cubs over to the Mariners, I went to I don't even know how many Rainiers games and sat in that press box solely to write about Daniel Vogelbach. And that was I mean, I texted you about it earlier, like when I got uh, my article featured on Bleacher Report out yeah. of fucking nowhere. It, it was about Daniel Vogelbach. Like, I just. I love that man. He he will never be an above average hitter at the major <laughs> league level, but anybody that can squeeze that big body into that tight ass uniform deserves at bats. Like they're like if he's gonna put the extra effort in to get that big ass body into that little ass uniform and hit home runs, let the man hit dingers. Like I just, I let J D come here, let Vogie stay there and just let the man crush the shit out of the ball. Yeah, Vogelbach's another one of those guys that you you can't really hate. You just you want to see him go up there and hit dangers. That's that's just what you want to see yeah, out of love out him. of a guy like him. I think he was hitting leadoff for the Pirates at one point last year. <laughs> that, that was that was peak baseball. That's like Walmart <laughs> Walmart version of of Kyle Schwarber just hitting hitting leadoff for the for the Pirates. I think they had about the same batting average too, which is kind of wild. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, I guess after after Rodon got signed, the the biggest name out there the Probably the biggest name, the only big name left is Dansby Swanson. He he was the fourth out of the four shortstops. He's going to be the fourth to be signed after Turner, Bogarts, and, and Correa. Um, 
there have been rumors about him. I saw today about going to the Red Sox and playing uh, second base and letting Story play shortstop, or they could swap there if they had to. I know he's the Cubs are in on him. Uh, the Twins need a shortstop now, but also the Gi- or the Giants got Correa. Do not go in there. But there's another California team. I thought that uh, you think he may be going to. Yeah, I think he's destined for the Dodgers. I- destined for the Dodgers. Hey, it works well. Double D. Uh, yeah, like he's the Dodgers aren't going to go into next season with Gavin Lux starting at shortstop. I love Gavin Lux. He should be their second baseman. But if they don't sign themselves a shortstop, he's going to have to move to shortstop. And then they're going to have but a prospect come up. Not the best prospect guy. I can't just rattle off the name of a top middle and field prospect for the Dodgers. They probably got a shitload of them. But I mean, the Dodgers aren't really a team that loves to field kind of those question marks, those question mark players. They're not going to go into opening day with a question mark starting at second base. It's going to be Dansby Swanson. And with the price point that all of these other middle infielders are signing for, everybody looks at the long contracts. They're fucking ridiculous. It's all kinds of money. But their yearly averages for their salaries is actually a lot lower than I think a lot of people expected. Like if I told you that Correa was going to sign for like 26-8 a year before all the signings happened, you would have said I was crazy. Like he's – everybody thought – he was a $30 million a year plus guy. And all of a sudden he signed for 26.8. I think Swanson's like a 19 million well, a year. That's also because he got, that's also because he got more years though. And like, he's that's true. out. So, so yeah, so that, that's how they're counteracting that. But with the Dodgers, yeah, looking at on fan graphs, their projected lineup. I mean, they got bets, bets, Freeman, Will Smith, Max Muncie. After that, Trace Thompson, Gavin Lux, Chris Taylor, Miguel Vargas, James Outman, like half of their lineup is, like, okay, what what are you doing here? Like, are the Dodgers – I mean, they're still going to be looked at as the cream of the crap there in the NLS, but I don't know if they should. I mean, they have Kershaw. He's going to be 35. Urias and uh, Gonsolin both had great seasons. Who knows if they can keep that up. And then you have, they they uh, signed Syndergaard, and then they have Dustin May. Like, it's – Oh. I want to talk about Syndergaard as well after this. I guess but, there might be – kind of comparable to the Yankees in a way where they have like that very top heavy lineup and then a top heavy rotation. Yeah. They're also both, they're also both uh, quote unquote buying championships, which is, which is awful as as we all know. (laughs) But that fake baseball money. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Syndergaard, I think he's in for a resurgent season. He struggled these last couple of years after he had his Tommy John that kind of really fucked with him and it got rid of his velocity, which was his calling card when he came up with the Mets. Like he's the dude with the long hair. He's he's Thor. He's the dude with the long hair that throws lightning bolts. But what I don't think maybe a lot of people know. I don't think a lot of people know. It's not like well known. What am I trying to say here? It's not something that everybody talks about. That's what I'm trying to say. I've talked about driveline a lot lately, partly because they are like a 20 minute drive from my house, but also partly because I think it's something that people need to take into consideration a lot when they think about a lot of these players. This is not an ad, an ad by the way. It's not an ad for driveline. I I messaged them on Twitter asking if JD Martinez was in Seattle to talk to the Mariners or to get some work in and they didn't respond to me. So this Hmm. is not a driveline ad. But I also think that no response means Silence that he was a draft line. Silence is awesome answer, yes. Yeah. Interesting. But uh, Syndergaard, 
is he's been getting work in at uh, driveline this offseason. And that Dodgers, uh, the coaching staff out there, I'm like thinking about. Uh, I'm I'm, cut, I'm cutting off here. The, the, please define a resurgent season because I, I watched him firsthand with the Phillies last year. I was a big fan of him. I went to his uh, his first start as a Philly. I think he had like four strikeouts and in, in four or five innings. I think it was a range shorting game. Had a 4.12 ERA. Was fine. 31 strikeouts, 50 50 uh, five innings, just about. Good in the playoffs. I mean, he was able to. Uh, I think I saw someone tweet out that he, he struck out Ronald Acuna twice. So that's always a. Hell yeah. Quite impressive there. He, he was able to. He's a solid three or a four, but I don't think you can count on him for. And that, I guess that's what he's being there in the Dodgers is a solid four, but he's not gonna. He's not gonna have a resurgence. He'll be someone maybe people will be like, oh, I can't. I remember rem, remember this guy, and now he's kind of back. But like, he has no fantasy relevance. Maybe stream him when the, the Dodgers are playing a bad team, but I don't think he'd be someone that's rostered. See. That that's where I mean we joked the other episode about how I always say I agree. Uh, I don't agree. Keep in mind, they're a team. The Dodgers and their coaching staff and pitching coaches and all that. They made Tony Gonsolin look good. They made Andrew Haney look like an elite mm, pitcher. Yeah. And you're now taking Noah Syndergaard, who was once actually an elite pitcher. Bringing him in to work with that pitching staff, and in the offseason, he's getting working with Driveline. Driveline is their their two biggest things are they're very good at uh, bringing out the power in hitters that kind of need to get their swing back in check to get those power numbers up, and they're very 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 good at helping pitchers kind of hone in that velocity and hit that triple digits and all that. And he may not be a guy. That's going to hit 100, 101, all that. But if they get Syndergaard back up to 98, 97 miles an hour playing for the Dodgers, call me crazy. I think the man wins 17 games this next season. I think that's absolutely insane. Yeah, that, that that's kind of crazy there. <laughs> and I may need to start a, a driveline jar on the podcast. You know, get a certain quota and you got to put some uh, put some coins in the jar for every driveline mention. Driveline. But- Pay me money or just at least respond to my DMs about if players are working with you guys or they're out here to talk to the manager. So I'll, I'll live with that. So uh, Fantasy Pros has their top. What do they have their top 358 players? Uh, I don't think Cindergard is listed here, but uh, and <laughs> also on ESPN top. What do they have their top 300? Uh, they have their top 125 starting pitchers. Also, uh, Cindergard is on there 112th. Around him are uh, Kikuchi, Spencer Turnbull, Stephen Matz, Patrick Corbin, Jordan Lyles, Mike Clevenger. A bunch of guys that, sure, you, you might stream in a good matchup. He, come on. Come on, Blake. Come on. We, I'm telling we, you right we, now. We, we spent way too much time on, on Cinderguard here anyway. I, I'm telling you right now, when we get to July and Cinderguard, or when, let's, let's just say when we get to the All-Star break and Cinderguard is 10 and 1, Come back to this podcast episode, and I want all of you to acknowledge what I told you guys in December. You think you can pitch five innings to get a win? That's all you got to pitch. If Luis Severino could do it, Noah Sandberg <laughs> could do it. <laughs> all right, so um, let, let's look at a few other of these free agents here. Um, 
I mean, you've touched on a few of them in your name association game. You got Ben Intendi in that same vein. You got Michael Brantley, uh, Michael Conforto. They're all left-handed outfielders. Uh, David Peralta, I think, is a guy that was kind of over, underrated there for a bit. Uh, he had a few good years, I think, in Arizona. He would always be a guy to look at in uh, MLB The Show to hit off against righties. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess he had 30 home runs uh, 2018. I guess we're uh, a, a few years removed from that. <laughs> he had 12 home runs in 134 games last year. So maybe he's one of those veteran, just fourth, fifth outfielder bench guys at this point. But... Yeah, out of those guys, do you think any of them could sign with a contender and um, be fantasy relevant or someone that can make an impact? Just on this I list, think Gall- I think Gallo ends up back at the Yankees just because they got to do something for the what? lineup at this point. Didn't he? Wasn't when he left? Didn't he like just completely crap all over the fans or or just back and back and forth? I think like, he. Did, but I, I feel like Yankees fans kind of like feel like that's said, their kinks a little Yankees bit. Like they like that like shit. shit. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, if you kind of... He's not going back to the Yankees, then. I, I don't know. Weirder shit has happened. The Yankees no, got to do something, Yankees. and he's somebody that they're they're familiar with. I feel like Yankees fans might like that shit. Like, they might <laughs> they might be okay with it. Oh, man. I, I, but, <laughs> I, I don't think so at all. I, I don't know where where he where he could really even, even go, I guess. I mean, he's like a, a Bellinger type that may go to, like, a, a Chicago or, like, a a rebuilding team and just hope to get the at-bats and be able to strike out 200 times to hope to hit 30 home runs. But you know what? He's somebody that, you know how we talked about, uh, we had that one episode where we really, really talked about judge. And we were talking about the fact that like, damn, if he played for the res, he would hit 73 home oh. runs or whatever. Let Gallo go to Cincinnati. We should start a hashtag for that. Hashtag Gallo to Cincy. I, I, I would like that. Let me, uh, I'm pulling it up right now. Joey Gallo's news. <laughs> All right, you pull up the news. Uh, someone wants the White Sox to sign him. Someone else wants the White Sox to sign him. Uh, apparently, that's a rumor. Big rumor is um, the White Sox. White Sox. I guess hmm. they do need it. They do need a lefty slugger. They have a lot of big right-handed sluggers there, and uh, Jimenez and Luis Robert and uh, Tim Anderson. They lost to Brayu, but yeah, I, I guess Joey Gallo could be there. EH or I think he's a solid defensive outfielder as well. Yeah, he I mean, plays really good defense. Yeah, let me see the the uh, Fangraphs. Yeah, they have Gavin Sheets in left field and Oscar Colas in right field. So yeah, he could be. I've a, heard good stuff about Oscar Colas. I don't know a lot about prospects, but I know I know he's got something to him. Okay, that's I mean, about he, all I can he's say. He's there. 24. Looks like he's signed as an amateur in January, so he's only been a little bit. Uh, Fifth ranked prospect in the organization. So yeah, maybe hey. maybe the White Sox is, is a fine fit for for someone like that. I mean, we, yeah, Bellinger went to went to the Cubs, so why not um, Gallo to the White Sox? Gallo's baseball savant page is a trip. Like ninety fourth percentile hard hit rate, ninety eighth percentile barrel rate. The man's barrel rate again. Love me a good barrel rate. His barrel rate's seventeen point six percent. Like that's that's a high high ass barrel rate. I think that's I was looking at barrel rates earlier for a, a Jared Kelnick tweet. Nah. Surprise, surprise. Uh, I think his barrel rate was like top seven in baseball. Uh, Gallows, not not Kelnick. Uh, <laughs> but he walks a good amount too, 95th percentile on walks. But then, yeah, he plays good defense too, 86th percentile on outfield jump, 90th percentile on arm strength. 
surprisingly enough, okay, this is wild. Let's just break this down right now. So his K rate, he's in the first percentile. He strikes out a shitload. Whiff rate, first percentile. Swings and misses a lot. His chase rate's only, he's in the 61st, 61st percentile in chase rate. So he's got a good mm-hmm. eye. He just can't hit the ball. But when he does hit it, ball will go far. Yes. Um, what do you think about Michael Brantley? I think he's another veteran guy who's definitely lost his power. I mean, he's not going to hit. I mean, he never really had a lot of power. He had topped out at 22, had 20 another time, 17. But he's been hitting for average 288 last year, career average 298. He'd be a, a solid addition for anyone looking for a left-handed bat. And I think he played the field mostly or partially for, for Houston. I guess he must have had some sort of injury that cut him out for most of the year. I'm not sure what that was, but I think he's healthy now. Yeah, he played 64 games. But he's kind of when we were playing the word association thing. One of the people you just said hitter. I, he's I think just that's a like, good hitter. He's just a yeah. He's a, he's a hitter. Yeah. He's, he's uh, uh, <laughs> Guriel. If you played outfield, like kind of same same mold. A lot of doubles, not a lot of power. Puts the bat on the ball a lot. He didn't play enough games to really register much on the the stat cast rankings well, i'm but... seeing from a krem.com is that the cbs affiliate out there okay i'm seeing is, is that what it is have you heard of that i have not okay well it says mariners interested in michael brantley and aj pollock from oh apparently this is, this is from the uh, locked on mariners podcast oh there we go see uh throwing this out there those are some guys that i would love to have on our podcast because i'm trying to break down some more mariners we can never get too much Seattle Mariners talk here on the SGPN Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Let me tell you. Never. This is this is just slowly morphing into a Mariners and Lars Newbar podcast just over time the more we get into it. But one interesting thing I see about Michael Brantley is I'm big on uh, run values. I know I, I talk about that a lot. Oh, I'm big on points leagues, too. Points leagues and <laughs> run values and barrel rates. That's just my that's my trifecta. But big on run values. So against four seamers, he had a positive two run value. Excellent. Change ups, positive six. Excellent. Sinker, positive three. Excellent. Slider, positive six. Excellent. Cutter, positive three. Excellent. The only thing it wasn't great against, curveball, but it's only negative two runs. Splitter's only negative one runs. He, like, he just hits everything. He should, like, hitter is just, that's literally the perfect way. In 2021, for is that expected the one, batting Is that the average, one where you laughed at me when I said hitter? You just cracked up. Yeah. The, yeah. It, it caught me off guard. I was not <laughs> expecting that. And I, I took I it like more him, as though. like. I, I thought Brantley was a guy I, I kind of wanted the Phillies to go after a few years ago. I mean, now they have too many older outfielders that can't really play the field. But he's a guy that if the Phillies didn't have Harper, Schwarber, and Castellanos, yeah, go after him. So I think he'd be a good addition for Seattle, maybe a good uh, veteran platoon to put with Kalnick there. I, mean, I know they're both lefties, but maybe you can teach him a thing or two or just be a guy that they can use as, as a DH, too. Yeah, I like that a lot, actually, especially his expected his expected batting average every year is excellent. Like in 2021, 100th percentile, 2020, we don't really count COVID year. We're not going to talk about that. 2019, 93rd percentile. 2018, 99th percentile. 2017, 90th percentile. 2015, 95th percentile. He just hits. I love that. Bring him to Seattle. Fuck the Astros. Let him come out here. Let him 
let him be the piece that helps us just dominate them next year because we never do that. I still don't think we're going to this year, but maybe he's maybe he's that key ingredient that we needed. Yeah, all right. We, we probably got time here for another guy, maybe two more guys. We want to go for it. We got uh, we want to talk about Benintendi. I, I think we're both very just like unenthused by him. Nah. But he's probably the. I'm looking. He's it's probably the top fantasy rated free agent available from just my. I guess Gene Segura's higher than him here. We can talk about Gene. We we both love him. Oh, I fucking love Gene. Well, let's talk about Gene first. He played for both of our teams. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. He's. Uh, he is just. Gene Segura is going to go down as one of those oh. guys that you just can't hate. Like, I've never heard anybody say a single bad thing about mm-hmm. Gene Segura. Like, he's just, he comes out, he has fun. You know, us over here, Mariners had the fun differential. That's kind of their thing. On this podcast, we're very big on hitters that have fun or pitchers that have fun. Just baseball fun. players that have fun. Yeah, we love, fun. we love fun here. We're the fun baseball fun? podcast. I'm clipping. That. I'm saving this much. shit right now. That was not enough. Keep keep that energy at all. I'm time. looking uh, a Gene Segura. Uh, Dodgers could be a free agent target for him. Um, the Mariners are an option to go back there. I'm not sure how he would be perceived there. Uh, Tigers or Red Sox. I mean, no one's really been linked too closely to him. Which is kind of weird because he's he's a really solid guy to I can play second base for really any team and it seems like second base is a position that you don't have too many stars at so you want a solid veteran there and that's what he is yeah and the, the mariners god see we keep talking you are bringing a lot of shit back to the mariners today i'm not blaming myself for this episode this is like 60 40 you me if he comes back to the mariners completely okay with that he played extremely good for the mariners he had 300 and 304 in two seasons with us played really well i don't know a single man Mariners fan that didn't that had a single bad thing to say about Gene Segura when he left. Like he's good ass hitter. Let him come out here. I mean, as of right now, admittedly, I may have had a little Jack Daniels. So if I am forgetting a player, please forgive me. But I think right now at this point, our starting second baseman is Dylan Moore. Now that uh, you guys Frazier's got Colton, Colton Wong. Oh, Colton uh, Wong. Oh, it's going to be. Uh, no, it's going to. Uh, platoon. So it's yeah, gonna be get, a platoon. Get, get Gene Segura there. Platoon him with yeah. Colton Wong. There you go. Two uh, former Brewers. Perfect. Because Dylan Wong, Dylan Wong. I just combined the two. God, these late <laughs> night episodes get a little wild out here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, yeah. And the the uh, yeah the MLB trade rumors guys. They're top 50 free agents for this this offseason. For Gene Segura, they predicted Mariners, White Sox, Phillies, Rockies. I guess. Sure. Okay. Rockies, White Sox could be an option. I, I'm not sure who their second baseman was. I think Mankata plays third. I think second base there has kind of been wide open. So maybe go to White Sox or, yeah, correct the Mariners. But I want to put out the, uh, the just the very first sentence of their little blurb for him is Segura doesn't necessarily do anything great, but he also doesn't do anything much poorly. Yeah, he's a he's a solid guy. That's just what he is. It's what he brings to your team. He can hit two. He can hit seven. He can hit nine. He'll, he'll be happy. So. Yeah. yeah, you know what? Maybe I'm I'm just adopting Seattle as my secondary sports town. I like the Kraken. I'm in on the Kraken for now, even <laughs> though I'm not trusting uh, Martin Jones and Philip Grubauer fully yet. But I have a Kraken hat. Uh, I like the Mariners. They're they're a solid secondary team, and 
I don't think there's anyone out there that are like, oh yeah, I, I just hate Seattle sports fans. Like it's it's <laughs> it seems like a very a very good uh, secondary option because I've considered other other teams and other sports, but it's always like you connect it back to oh those fans are fans of this team that I hate or whatever. And in <laughs> Seattle, only I I don't care about about football at all. I mean the Seahawks are whatever. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, let's uh let's go Seattle. You know, let's do it. I adopted the Phillies during the playoff run. I mean, Phillies were your team. I have nobody else to root for after we you, got kicked you can, out. So you can you can adopt the Flyers right now. It's rock bottom. You're not going to be accused of being any sort of a bandwagoner. Shout out. You know, that's a good point. But I mean, no offense, but the Flyers. Like, you're from Philly, and you don't even like the Flyers. Like, I love the big win tonight. Big win tonight over the over the fraud New Jersey Devils, two one in Newark. I haven't even checked the Kraken score. I'm not gonna lie. I I am oh, uh, always on top of that shit. They probably did. They probably started. They were in Carolina. They were huge underdogs. Carolina won. Uh, last I saw was three two, which I hope it stayed at because I think I had okay. a uh, Carolina under five and a half parlay. Let me. Uh, I'm, now I have to find the final score. The fantasy baseball. Uh, three two. There we go. Kinda, there we go. Yeah. Who um, started? Was it group? Or no? If we only gave up three goals, it had to be Martin Jones and goal. I think I saw Jones started. Yeah, Grubauer doesn't know how to but, uh, how to see a fucking puck. All right, if so, oh, do we got hold on real quick. Do we have ads? No, we we got we we do have ads actually. I I thought <laughs> I, I read them. Um, I I did read the pre-roll, however. But um, speaking of of some gambling, why don't you guys check out WinBet? Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with win rewards on WinBet. If you're looking to get involved in a same-game parlay, WinBet is your home with your their WinBet Build Your Own Bet, letting you customize the bet you want to make. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. Right this second, you're missing out. Uh, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up right now to receive a special offer. Bet $100, win $100. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgivenpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgivenpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Office of change, term condition, and women.com. Let's see, 200 order and present this day. Replay the one is available. If you have someone who has a game problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And we're back with Underdog Fantasy. And if you haven't signed up already, what are you waiting for? You can still get a 100% deposit match up to $100, though, when you use the promo code SGPN. Just go to underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit match. Underdog is great for their weekly battle royale format, as well as getting an early start with their playoff NFL best ball. I'm looking forward to the uh, early season fantasy baseball underdog opening up, and we can do a uh, live draft on the podcast. It's going to be a fun fun time there. So uh, make sure you get signed up with Underdog Fantasy, download the app, or underdog, underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. I would like to point out that I think my favorite thing of every episode that we do, you reading that fine print on those ads so damn fast. It's it's gotten so impressive. It's I, I, I used to do it fast and I try to like just do it normally for a little bit. But my last three episodes were recorded this on Tuesday, hockey on Wednesday, and now this again on Thursday. I just got them faster and faster because every time 
it was you, then it was Talon, now it's you. I mean, like, oh my god, that was how, how, that was so fast. How do you do that? It's you know so what? fucking impressive. Uh, that and I, as I, as I said on the hockey podcast, that's just my normal speaking speed. I, I slow it down for the podcast. You know, see, that's that's what happens when you're six eight. Not only are you taller than everybody, you have the lung capacity to speak faster than everybody. It's something just, it goes something hand like to that. Hand. Yeah, you know. It's definitely not anything anything else going on there. So uh, yeah. Um. All right, we have to talk about something else now because we can't do ads and then end the podcast. <laughs> Looking through this list of names. Okay. If if the Mariners could sign one of these players, who who do you want it to be? Is it uh, Michael, My, Michael Conforto? Really? The throw you a curveball. I I mean, I've talked about my dad on two different episodes now. Let's make it three. Uh, me and my dad talk about Mariners baseball a lot. That man loves him some Mariners baseball. I love me some Mariners baseball. Does he listen, does he listen to the pod here? Uh, yes, he does. Hi, Dad. Shout out, Mr. Meyer. Yeah. Uh, I grew up, uh, so spoiler alert, I, I played some baseball, but my big thing was uh, soccer. I played year-round soccer. I played all the way up. Uh, college scholarship, semi-pro indoor soccer. I mean, the team I played for is now a professional indoor soccer team. Like I, I played for a long time, so I didn't have the ability to really play other sports. But traveling to all of my soccer matches, all we ever listened to in the car was sports radio, sports talk radio, uh, Mariners games, all of that. Me and him, the one thing that we have both kind of aligned on right now is that Michael Conforto needs to be a Mariner. Why? He said. He sat out all of last year. I got reasons, trust me. I I got receipts. He sat out all of last year, so he's kind of an unknown. He plays adequate outfield. He's got 30 home run power. He can hit fairly well. He's a professional hitter. He uh, no, is he's not. From, he's, not a prof- he's not a professional hitter when you when you when your career batting average is 255. Again, the Mariners' That's an team batting average was 230 last year. I guess I guess maybe in Seattle. That's Upgrade. And he's he's from the area. Is he's he from the Seattle oh, area? Yep. So Seattle, this would be yes. coming home. And he just came out and said that he's OK signing like a one, two, three year deal. He doesn't want he doesn't want the eight, ten year deal. He's OK signing a short deal. And with the managers being so hesitant to sign free agents that want these massive deals that are super long for all these years, Bringing a, a hometown guy in to play outfield where we need a corner outfielder with some pop that can also play DH. He fits very perfect. J.D. Martinez. I would fucking love J.D. Martinez out here. But Michael Conforto, he ticks a lot of boxes for somebody that should play for the Mariners in 2023. Yeah, that that definitely did throw me off guard. And at first I thought it was just some sort of bit you wanted to just go off the beaten <laughs> path there with, with uh, Michael Conforto because – he uh, he's another he's like a Carlos Rodon where he's no one is like oh yeah I want my team to sign Michael Conforto he's just gonna be a guy that okay we don't get Benintendi we don't get Brantley we'll we'll, we'll get Conforto for a year prove a deal and you know what maybe Seattle could be that team I mean the outfit right now is what you no I don't know you have Rodriguez and Hernandez in center and right and then Kalnick in left and. I guess it's, it's, you you with, can't rely on Kalnick yet. You you can't. That, that's what it is. And then you also have the DH spot there. And yeah, yeah you, with Kalnick, guys, it would, it, it's a, a platoon. It'll be he's realistically he's going to platoon with uh, Swaggerty. 
Sam Haggerty. They'll oh. probably platoon together out there in left field. So you just have, uh, or you could have Conforto start April to August, and then Kelnick come up in September and just. <laughs> See, the hard part is I think Kelnick is out of options. I don't think Kelnick Ooh. can go down anymore. I, I yeah. could be wrong, but I don't. I mean, think, I don't think he has any more options. Yeah, Conforto just does not excite me whatsoever. Let me uh, check if he's on the fan graphs. Yeah, he's uh, ranked 250 uh, composite. I think there's four experts there on on, on Fantasy Pros. Uh, best ranking of 240, worst 269. Yeah, he's, he's one of these just outfielders that you get late in the draft, have a fourth, fifth outfielder, maybe a util guy, and, and hope wherever he signs – he can be a, a big part of their offense. And I guess if that is Seattle, where do you slot? And you put them, you put them two and split up the right-handers up there. I mean, right now on fan graphs, it, it has uh Rodriguez, France, Suarez, big dumper, Tiasker, Wong, Kalnick, Murphy, Crawford. I put them above Wong. Yeah. But then you have three righties, a switch, a righty, and then three lefties or two lefties. So like, you have to, I think one of those lefties would have to be hit second. If not, Cowrally put him second. I, 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 See, yeah, Mariners, that's hard. The Mariners don't look like that good of a good of a team to me. I have to say, it's it's the it's the pitching though. The pitching is the pitching is great. Yeah. See, I meant to mention this earlier. I need to find that motherfucker from Reddit from last season before the <laughs> season when they posted on the baseball Reddit. I talked about this on a previous episode. They posted in the baseball Reddit before last season the fan grass projected top 10 pitching rotations Ooh. the yankees was up there and the mariners wasn't and i commented and said you know what i really think the mariners pitching rotation should be at least 10 i think they're better than the yankees i said that preseason and this dude had a problem with it yankees fan of course and we kind of had we had like a little friendly back and forth and all year literally all season he did it in october too Anytime a Yankees pitcher would have a good start, he would comment. He would reply to my comment. Like, hey, how, did you catch that start tonight? Oh, did you like that Yankee start? Five months after the initial conversation, he was still commenting on that shit. I need to find that man and be like, you know what? I think our pitching rotation is Spider-Man meme. Our pitching rotation, fucking pointing at your pitching rotation, fucking pointing at the Blue Jays pitching rotation. Like, we're all the fucking same. Who's who's going to be the best? Like, I need to find that man. We, I'm tempted to bring that man on the podcast if I can find him. Yeah, uh, uh, Seattle's pitching has was great last season, and they should be great for the foreseeable future there. With, I mean, Castillo's 30, but then you have Gilbert, Kirby, Robbie Ray's 31. But there's, there's Robbie no, Ray's there's, about there's to be a hell of a four. There's another prospect I'm missing, right? With Gilbert, Kirby, and uh, Brash. I guess realistically, it's probably going to be Brash to start the year because Depota said he wants him stretched out by strength training to go back to being the number five. But we have uh, Emerson Hancock in the minors, who is a top prospect. He was a top 100 prospect at one point. I think he fell out by the end of the year, mainly just because of injuries. And he'll probably at some point be our number five. But... I want to throw the same question back to you. Of all everybody on the list, which one ends up with the Phillies? Phillies need a relief pitcher. There are no relief pitchers um, on this list. 
I saw that they may be in on Seth Lugo, which would be a, a good addition Ooh. there as a setup man. The best thing I know about him is that he has a very long windup in MLB The Show, but also know he's a he's a solid reliever. Um, out of this list, I guess the Phillies, the thing the Phillies need is someone that can DH while Harper's out. Like, we have Derek Hall. He came up and played a bit in, I think, July and August, and he was fine. He's a big lefty. He's one of those lefty Vogelbach types. He, hit, he hit, hits home runs oh, yeah. or he strikes out, and he's awful against against lefties. Um, but does he have fun? Uh, he has a lot of fun. He does have a lot of fun. Yeah. See, I mean, the best the best player on this list to get would be J.D. Martinez. Get him. He can be the DH while Harper's out. He can be a bench bat, a pinch hitter. Use him in a bunch of different situations. But he won't sign up for that. Um, maybe Mancini would. Maybe. Someone like Brantley would. Um, I guess we could use another starting pitcher, maybe Evaldi Waka, but after Wheeler, Nola, Suarez, Tyron Walker now, and they want to leave a fifth spot open for one of those young guys to come up or have like Bailey Falter, Christopher Sanchez, it's it's going to be a, a relief pitcher is their next their next move. They got Matt, Matt Strom. He seems like a great guy. Um, hopefully he's a good lefty there. <laughs> No, he does. No, uh, absolutely. Check out his uh, appearance on the Baseball Isn't Boring podcast. That's a fantastic lesson there. Um, but yeah, there's no real release pictures on this list, which is the the hard thing because that's what that's what we need the most. Um, Craig Kimbrell, bring him in. Craig Kimbrell, sure, bring him in. Uh, he's a name. He's, he's he's a name. He's played in big spots before. That that that's fine. I don't know what other even release pitchers are really out there. But for this list, we've really been talking about. I mean, Martinez is the top guy teams should be going after. Justin Turner, I think, is a guy that's been overlooked. He's kind of like a professional header type. I know he had an injury that cost him some of his ability last season. Uh, I'm trying to bring up the numbers. Still hit 278. Didn't have as much power, but he's a good guy that I think teams could be looking at. Maybe go back to the Mets there. So, yeah, the, the Phillies don't. They don't need any of these guys. I would love to have Brandon Drury. I, I wanted him at the deadline as a uh, utility player. He can play kind of everywhere and, and be a DH. But, yeah, it's going to be a reliever. I think the next – that's what has to be the, the main target now. I agree. That You guys just seemed like you might have been like one dominant reliever away or even just like a above-average reliever away from giving the mm-hmm. Astros like a, like a – a real showing. Not that you guys didn't give him a real showing, but I think that would have made just such a huge difference. We, we had what? First and third, one out, down by one, game five, bottom of the eighth, I think. Brandon Marsh was up. He struck out. Yeah. Uh, oh, good old Brandon Marsh. I, I think I think Brandon Marsh is someone to watch, though, for next season. He had a much better, much better average. It's not a it, I guess maybe it is a hot take. He had a much better average with the Phillies. It seems like uh, the Phillies changed his swing a little bit, and he's a guy that could He's as young as uh, Bryson Stott is. He's 25, 26, I think. And with the Phillies, he hit 288, hit 226 with the Angels last year. So they saw something. And he's a good defensive center fielder. So he'll be getting getting on base. And, you know, even though he bats ninth, you got Schwarber, you got Turner, you got all those guys at the top of the order to yeah. have him in. Yeah. I mean, looking at the time right now, it looks like we're coming up on an hour. This has been a fucking fun-ass podcast. 
it, it has I, these yeah. late night podcasts are very under they're very they're very underrated like this is fun as hell but you know what we haven't done yet we haven't plugged a single social or nothing well so if, if you're the, if listening, listening to this uh, i hope they know where to find us yeah if you're listening to this find us let's see find us on twitter at sgpn fan baseball very active on there we'll talk to whoever retweet you like you we'll respond to any tweets you guys send out be nice though i mean don't don't be an asshole yeah, and if you have any i mean we're coming up into the uh doldrums of the offseason here going into late december and january so if you have any topics questions comments anything for us make sure you uh do reach out on twitter yeah fire away and we'll we'll answer any of it on the on the pod uh, and you can also find us on Spotify at sg.pn slash fantasy baseball s or Apple podcast at sg.pn slash fantasy baseball. And we're very active in discord as well. SGPN, uh, the network as a whole has a very active uh, discord server. A lot of people in there and the baseball channel in there is really heating up. A lot of good talk going on. Uh, I'm in there quite frequently. Ryan pops in. Uh, a lot of the uh, MLB Gambling Podcast guys, uh, Noah, Munaf, a lot of those guys pop in there as well, talking a lot of baseball. So, yeah, come hang out. Uh, the Hockey Channel is pretty popular, too. I know Ryan's over in the Hockey Channel quite a bit. He's one of those mm-hmm. Hockey Gambling Podcast guys. Go check that out as well. It's a damn good podcast. Ryan, Talon, and Joel, who has the same last name as me, might be my long-lost brother. They, they have an incredible podcast. Go check them out. Search it wherever it'll pop up. Uh, and also follow us on Facebook. Just search SGPN Fantasy SGPN Fantasy Baseball. will pop up. We're trying to grow that, so any follows and all that would be greatly appreciated. Yeah, and I'm going to start clarifying now more on podcasts that that the, the uh, Discord isn't like one of these Discord to pay for. It's not just everyone like putting plays in there. It's it's people that form a, form a community and friendships and like they just talk they talk baseball, they talk hockey, or, or just talk whatever is going on it's not like oh let's jo- you have to pay to join this discord and then you get these special picks or special access to anything nope it's all free sg.pn slash discord and yeah make sure you are following us on whatever platform you listen to your podcasts on and uh leaving us a, a, a five-star rating review would be greatly appreciated as we try and get this taken off the ground here in the off season as we launch heading into the 2023 season a lot of uh, fun things coming up this off season and into spring training Hell yeah. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Balake, B-U-H-H-L-O-C-K-A-Y-E. And I'm Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. And as always, we will see you guys next week. Oh, yeah. Peace.